For this entire month, we're having our Community Impact Series. And this week, I want to highlight one of the greatest community impact organizations around, none other than the Norfolk State University, is graduation. We have so many students that are leaving this great institution, going out to make a difference in the world. And Norfolk State gave them their start. Today we have with us in studio, the former SGA president and current co-chair of the Student Advisory Committee for SHEV. This is Stay in the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. We'll be right back in just a moment. Welcome back. It's Stay in the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. We want to thank you for joining us, as you always do, on this beautiful Sunday here as we broadcast from the campus of the Norfolk State University here in the great city of Norfolk in Hampton Roads, Virginia. Also, in studio, we have with us... Uh, who keeps us right and tight all the time on the wheels of steel, our producer, Marvin Folks, also known as DJ Scandalous, which you can hear every day on the station from 2 to 6 p.m. Also on Saturday, and yes, he's the hardest working man in radio because he is here with us on Sunday as well. You know, I'm very excited to do this series, you know, on this particular show, those of you that listen to us. You know, we have various series that we, that we do, and we're able to bring cutting-edge movers and shakers or policymakers to discuss issues important to the community. That's right. We bring it right to you. And this is one of my favorite series that I like to do. It's called the Community Impact Series. And the Community Impact Series, what I like to do is bring individuals and organizations that are making an impact in the community. That's right from the ground up. And of course, if you're listening, as you listen to the show, you know that we have individuals from nonprofit organizations, uh, corporations, and individuals and citizens that are in the community. You know, today what I wanted to do, I wanted to highlight uh, our institution, one of the greatest institutions in the country, really in the world. And that's none other than the Norfolk State University. You know, we're coming off of graduation. And on yesterday, we had over 600 graduates receive their degrees. And when we say receive their degrees, they, they received a, 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 a degree which signified the completion of four plus years of their lives that they dedicated to learning their uh information about areas in their career that they want to go into and not only that but it also signifies a growing up it signifies a leap in from their maturity from some <laughs> I call them kids uh, but for some some young adults now that came in as children at 17 18 years old narrowly leaving as 21 22 year old adults others that are graduate students uh, and others who are what we call non-traditional students. And I don't think there really is a term of non-traditional anymore, but people who have families and people who have careers and want to come back and become specialized in a certain area. But to see those individuals walk across the stage, what I call the future leaders of our world, uh, it's, it's truly a remarkable moment every single time I see it. And I'm fortunate to be a part of it. You know, we're fortunate to have great leadership at our institution with our board of visitors, of course, led by our president, Dr. Javon Adam Gaston, which we refer to affectionately as Dr. J, and the entire cabinet, faculty, staff, administrators, 
And of course, the parents, the supporters, it was great to see that. And listen, <laughs> I don't think there's any other great gift that a child can give to their mothers around this season of Mother's Day than to see that degree, that diploma that's hanging across the wall. So I wanted to bring in someone, and I, I can give all the statistics about Norfolk State, the great institution that it is. I can, I can talk about the great uh, uh, things that we're doing here, all of the great developments, the, the increase in giving. The, I, can, I can talk about the, the, the capital program that we have. I can talk about all of that. But what I really wanted to do this time is bring in someone who I believe is one of the great products of our institution to really talk about how this institution has really poured into their lives and developed them. And I have none other but in studio with me right now than a phenomenal young man that I've had the pleasure of knowing for the last several years, uh, none other but our former SGA Student Government Association president and current co-chair of the State Council of Higher Education for Virginia, also known as CHEV, uh, none other than Mr. Jalen Drury. Jalen, how are you today? I'm well. How are you? <laughs> doing great. Doing great. Listen, I know you're fresh off graduation, uh, and I, we're going to talk about that in just a moment, but uh, I want to talk about first, well, I'll tell you what, let's talk about that now. Yeah. You know, how was, how was it walking across that stage to receive that degree that says, hey, I did it? You know, it still hasn't hit me yet um it is truly a blessing to have had the opportunity to uh attend this institution for four years um it's truly changed my life um and and the lives of the folks around me my friends and my my family members but i know most importantly i made my family proud and so to see their smiles on their faces um at graduation it was a truly amazing uh feeling absolutely you know, you say four years. It seems like you know you've been here. <laughs> you yeah. seem like you've been here longer, but at the same time, it seemed like it went so fast. Absolutely. You know, how how were those? You know, as a freshman. Yeah. You know, when you first stepped on campus, what was your first feeling? I was nervous. I think like most college students, yeah. I, I was nervous. Um, I was filled with excitement. Um, I didn't know what the possibilities were, yeah. the things I could do. Um, but I was I was ready. I was excited. Yeah. Um, we didn't know what was ahead of us. You know, uh, I came in, in fall of 2019 mm-hmm. and uh, that spring semester, a global pandemic started. That's right. And so it was uh, it was it was truly an eye-opening thing for the students, but also for this institution during that time. You know, you mentioned fall 2019. It seems like, you know, like I said, I've known you, fortunate enough to yeah. know you and, and many other student leaders and students since I've been here. But we actually came in the same time. Yes. You know, so it's like, you know, you're you're like the first cohort. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like right, that. exactly. You know, that I saw as a freshman. Yes. And now you are a graduate. Yes. You, know, you were a student, but now you're an official alum. Absolutely. You know, um, in, in coming into the institution, you said you were nervous and then the global pandemic. Um, tell me about how that pandemic really impacted, you know, your development as a student. It, it changed the way that I had to imagine learning. Uh, going from being in the classroom to having to learn virtually through a a video conference or through uh, discussion boards, uh, things that we 
weren't as a society we wasn't used to and as a institution we weren't used to i certainly had not been accustomed to that but we had to adjust we had to adjust in order for us to get to this point we had to adjust you know adjustment is a part of life, yes right and you mentioned adjusting yeah. but not only students had to adjust yeah but professors had to absolutely adjust. you know we as an institution had to adjust uh, to deliver the high quality of education yes. that you know we're accustomed giving, and that you, you know, as a student, which I I always call our greatest asset. Yes, right. All of us exist: the facilities, the mm. the faculty, the administrators. Yes, you know, the food service. Absolutely. You know, everything exists because of one important part. Yes, the students. Yes. That is true. That is absolutely true. And I, and I say this all the, all the time is that everything that we do um, at the institution at Norfolk State University is a, is a universal effort, right? It's part of an institutionalized effort to make sure that these students graduate, yeah. right? That's what they come here for, education. But it, they also come to be uh, made whole. It's a part of the whole experience is the uh, student's life on campus, uh, campus life. And so uh, the facilities folks, the folks in, in dining hall, the folks who work in housing and student activities, student affairs, academic affairs, all these government affairs, all of these folks work together uh, to make the students' uh, experience at Norfolk State University whole by the time they walk across that stage and graduate so that they're complete, not just on the academic side, but in the, in the personal development side of things. And the pandemic served uh, in a significant part of that and played a major role in that. I'd say all the time is that we, as students, yeah. as as also faculty members, staff, professors, and administrations, we you know we had to adjust. But I say we, we were like trees, right? We were rooted in what this institution is about. Right. But we had to bend with the wind. Leaves may fall off, branches may fall off, but we had to bend with the wind in order to adjust and in order to grow. Right. You know, you mentioned what this institution yes. is about. Yes. You know, it has a rich history. Absolutely. Right? I've always felt that Norfolk State University, and I like call it the Norfolk State University, really has the greatest potential in all the institutions really in the Commonwealth. Yes. The reason why I say that is because how the, the, the mission in which it was founded. This institution was founded in 1935. Yeah. 1935, there was something happening in this country right. that right. affected the entire country and the world. Yeah. It's called the Great, Great Depression. Depression. But still, even in the Great Depression, it was a great institution yes. birthed out of that. Absolutely. You know, and with that great institution, you know, it, it built. So that's that's the foundation. Yeah. And the foundation, we started to build brick after brick, layer after layer, building on top of that in order to create what we call the tower of learning. Yes. Where we see the future in you. Absolutely. You know, we would by seeing the future in you. Tell me. What what is it about Norfolk State that you feel poured into you to help propel you into now what is what is currently your future? Absolutely. I as I mentioned before, <laughs> this holistic approach at uh enriching the students experience from the academic standpoint, from the student uh, affairs standpoint, um I that is the most important thing that I will never forget from being at Norfolk State University. Um, coming here and, you know, my grandmother is an alum of Norfolk State University. And so, you know, you hear that this is a, it's a family environment. And I, I have felt nothing but that while I was at Norfolk State University. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you say the holistic approach, um, what, 
if you could pick out one thing, yes, and of course this is hard. Yes. <laughs> but it if, is. <laughs> if, if, if you pick out one aspect of the institution that says that you know this left an indelible impression upon you, and you're gonna, this is what I'm gonna take with me uh, when I'm going through those tough times. Yes. Right. When I'm going through those challenging moments, when I'm building my career, what is that one thing that you can say that you take from here? The true culture of care. Wow. The culture of care at the institution from top to bottom, no matter it's, if it's a, a faculty member, staff member, administration, from Dr. J on down to the folks who work in academic affairs and student affairs, the true culture of care has shaped me into the leader that I am today. Um, and, and being now an alum of Norfolk State yeah. University, uh, going into the workforce and wherever I, I am, you know, I, it's truly has shaped me into being a, a transformational leader. Wow. You know, when you say culture, Yes. Of care. I remember when that initiative started, mm. you know, Dr. J started that initiative and it was something that was really near and dear to her. Yes. You know, of course, coming out of student affairs at the Ohio State University, University of Maryland and so forth. And then here, you know, I think it was and something that was missing. You know, of course, you've had aspects of it. Right. But to really conceptualize it, bring it together, formalize, you know, an, an official initiative, I think has made the difference. You know, in a lot of students' experience where they feel like you, like this is not just home, yes. but this is the place that helped to rear me, yes. helped to uh, uh, raise me, and helped to raise my level of understanding where I am and what I can be in the world. Absolutely. The Culture of Care Initiative, and I remember it was started in the middle of the, the pandemic, and it, it truly was the beginning of this incident institutionalized effort to ensure that students had um, the care that they needed uh, from the academic standpoint, from the uh, student affairs standpoint, the professional development standpoint, um, but also the wellness standpoint. We're in the middle of a global pandemic where uh, HBCU students and black and brown people were experiencing mental health uh, issues at a higher rate than anybody right. else. Right. And so it was really important to Dr. J and to the institution to make sure that those efforts were seen, right? That those those uh, things that were being done at the administrative level um, were being seen by students. And, and I can say this today, that the students definitely um, appreciated the level of care that was taken during the pandemic. Absolutely. This is Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. Today we have in studio with us one of Norfolk State University's best and brightest former Student Government Association president and current co-chair of the State Council of Higher Education for Virginia, also known as CHEV, or the Student Council, Jalen Drury. You know, we're, we're talking about during our Community Impact Series, the, the, the power and the impact of the Norfolk State yeah. University. And one thing that I, I admired about your career uh, here at the institution is that you looked at the possibilities and you took them head on. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about first your time as SGA president yeah. and then now your time as, as co-chair uh, of the student uh, panel council for CHEV and then your future. As a sophomore, yeah. what made you think that you could be <laughs> Student <laughs> Government Association president? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I had seen, I, I will say this, Vice President Kamala Harris said it best two years ago um, that HBCUs shape um, leaders. Yes. 
into transform transformational leaders, folks who didn't know they could be leaders into leaders. And coming out of my freshman year where we were home because of the pandemic and we got back to campus my sophomore year, spring of my sophomore year, and, and I felt that I had a sense of empowerment. And it was because of my, my university that had lit a flame under me to get up and say, hey, I can lead the student body. I can be the voice for the student body. I can advocate. It was some uh, leaders that I admired. And, of course, there were folks like Vice President Kamala Harris and, and politicians. But directly here on campus, Dr. J is a transformational leader uh, across the board. Um, uh, former SJ President Jeremiah O'Brien. Uh, Lene Wilson, former SJ president, those two leaders um, definitely empowered me to to be able to lead in the way that Jeremiah led during the start of the, the pandemic as well. Right. And, and and Lene as well, she was SJ president at the start of the pandemic. And so I, I felt a, a sense of empowerment um, and I, it didn't matter, you know, my age or what my classification was. I knew that I, you know, I could serve in a capacity and be the voice for the students in a way that um, others didn't see. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing that you mentioned those past years yes. because, again, as I mentioned, as an institution built on that foundation, just our leaders built on that foundation. You know, we're standing on their shoulders. Yes. And it's, it's amazing. And I, I, I think it's great that you are acknowledging Absolutely. those individuals because <laughs> those individuals that I, I knew yeah. as well, you know, as students. And it's great to see their uh, trans, their transformation in their careers, you know, where it's taking them. Absolutely. You know, not only a student government association president, but you didn't stop there. Yes. Usually people say, okay, I did yeah. it. I've been to the mountaintop. <laughs> I'm done. But you actually went a little further. Yes. Uh, as your as co-chair, yes. currently as a student uh, for the State Council of Higher Education for Virginia. Tell us about, you know, that experience, you know, because, you know, I attend those meetings yes. and, and um, I attend the board meetings and you represented very well there. And, uh, you know, again, I want to tell you here, you know, how you represent, you know, the university yeah. and the students of Virginia uh, at CHAV is commendable. But thank you. Tell me about that experience. Absolutely. Well, I will I will start by saying this. As you mentioned, I was I ran for SJ president as a sophomore mm -hmm. and my junior year. I served in capacity as SJ president and I decided that my senior year I wasn't going to run for a second term. Mm -hmm. But uh, I said, OK, how can I advocate? for students and higher education and HBCU specifically at a higher level that uh, hasn't been seen before, at least here on our campus, right? And so I said, well, Chev is the, the place to go. That is where you can be the voice for not just Norfolk State, but all students in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And so I, I've spent the last year uh, advocating on the key issues that students face at HBCUs, but all institutions here in Virginia, access and affordability for education, mental health services, which is a key and corner, cornerstone issue, but also uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion um, across our, our institutions. And so all of those issues... Which is not dead, by the way. Yes. It's still alive. Yes, yes, it, it is. Even though some people want to kill it. Absolutely. And, 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 it is one thing to have our, you know, our, our administration there in those rooms, but to have students in those rooms to be the voice to other students it is truly important. And I and I can I can tell that it has been well received uh, across at, at Chev at the state level and um, at, at many of our institutions in the state. Absolutely, you know, and not just as student government association yeah. president, also representing students for this of the state level. But also, you want to leave 
and legacy here yes. of student engagement, Absolutely. civic engagement. Tell us a little bit about that uh, initiative. Absolutely. I mean, Norfolk State, since its, its start, being founded in the middle of the Great Depression, has been at the, at the forefront of, of, of movements since its beginning. Right. And so to continue that on now is really important to me. It's important to me that our students are civically engaged, are involved in, in, in the voting process and in elections and things like that. And so it, it is my belief that, you know, students should have access to, to the polls right there at their college campuses and, and at not just here in Norfolk State, but across the state. Mm-hmm. You know, students play a major role in, in the institutions uh, being in, in, in staying afloat and and. and the door staying, the light staying on, right? And so I believe that the students should have access to to voting and, and uh, polling precincts on their college campuses. You know, so to effectuate that, yes. uh, what steps have you taken to ensure that there is voting? Yes. Outside, which is, of course, yeah. a uh, it's not a new concept, but it's one that's coming back. Absolutely. Right? I, from the the start, as SGA president, I started those conversations with administration at the, at the university, but also um, leaving office at the state council of higher education. They mm-hmm. all agreed that that should happen. You know, right. students have access to <laughs> access to the polls. Um, I had conversations with with uh, folks at the city wide level here in the city of Norfolk, um, and they're in agreement. Folks on the city council and also at at the, the elections commission as well. And so those conversations have been held, and I'm you know I'm excited about where things are going to go, and I'm hopeful that uh, things are looking good that we can make that happen here at Norfolk State. Absolutely, your vote does matter. Absolutely, and if you don't believe it matters, just take a look. You know, just. In 2016? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know, on that level, and then, of course, you know, one great thing about um, our insti- our state, our Commonwealth, is that we have an important election every year. Every year. You know, yes. and, of course, individuals may get fatigued a little, but, again, your vote matters because policies matter. Yes. You know, funding matters to our institutions. Programs matter to our communities. All of that matters, and it really impacts. It starts with your vote. Yes. And then not just your vote, but then it continues on. Tell us a little bit about how you've gotten the students involved during your during your time here and not just voting, but then after the vote, more engagement. I think you have to show students uh, what's at stake. And I, I've made it a, a point as student body president and as uh National Panhellenic Council President and Chapter President of uh, Delta Zeta Chapter Five of the Student Fraternity Incorporated to make sure that we're letting students know what is at stake here. Why is it important to go out and vote? You know, our uh, Greek letter organizations have been at the forefront of the of the movement of voting rights and social justice and civil rights for f- forever, really. And so I've empowered our, our Greeks on campus at Norfolk State to go out there and use their their voices to, to go out there and vote as well and to get folks out there to vote and feel a sense of empowerment and give them a reason to go out there and, and vote. Speaking of Greek life, yes. uh, as a member of your fraternity, you know, um, I'm a member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Absolutely. Incorporated. You're a member of Phi Beta Sigma. Yes. Uh, incorporated, Fraternity Incorporated. Tell us about how your experience in your fraternity has really helped to shape you as a young man. Absolutely. Well, I, I model Culture for Service, Service for Humanity. It truly has been a cornerstone for my leadership here at Norfolk State, but off campus as, as well. Um, really being of service to folks in the community, um, folks who 
have a voice and folks who, who don't have a voice. And it's all about empowering the voiceless um, and giving folks who didn't even know that they had an opportunity to go out there and do certain things and giving them a sense of, of empowerment. Um, I, I will say this since my sophomore year and me joining uh, the best fraternity <laughs> there is, I, I, I truly have had this sense of uh, enrichment from my, my brothers of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. We have some amazing uh, uh, members in our fraternity, even right here on our campus, but I, even our own rector here at, at Norfolk State University. Big rector. Big rector, <laughs> Devon Henry. You know, he's a transformational leader, and, and, and everyone knows him to, to be so. And so it's, it's folks like him and, and brothers like him who have uh, really empowered me to go out there and just, just do more, just do more. Absolutely. You know, that mentorship, yeah. that development, that's one thing that, you know, I've seen the organizations do, the sororities, fraternities, really help to turn young women and young men, yes. you know, into men, yes. you know, and women going out into the world doing great things. It just doesn't stop yes. you know, on the campus, but it continues uh, on as well. You know, at, in, our, in our closing moments, I know this may be hard to do, yeah. but, you know, it's for me, it's always it's always hard to see students leave yeah. that you spend years with, uh, but it's always good because that means that you're, we're sending out you know, future leaders equipped to make an impact in, in, in the world itself. Um, sitting here, can you take a few moments to think about that class, that professor, or that one interaction that you had, that one experience that really changed your, your trajectory in what you're going to do? Absolutely. Uh, I, I will say this. Coming to an office, I started off as a computer science major. <laughs> and I, I, I quickly changed my major to political science. Again, I felt that sense of empowerment and, and up, 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 uplifting um, my first semester here at Norfolk State. And it was uh, a mentor by the name of Arcuta Howard who uh, showed me that I, I had a voice and that I, I needed to use it. Yes. And so she was the, the one who sh- really shined the light on what was already there. Yes. And um, I'll, I'll never forget, forget that. And she's truly been a, a mentor to me and a great asset to me. Um, and I, I'll never forget it. Absolutely. What's that one class that you'll, you, you remember? I will definitely say Dr. Pretlow. Dr. Pretlow, uh, my constitutional law class. I loved that class. We talked about actual issues that were happening day in and day out. We'll pull up the headlines. We'll listen to Supreme Court yes. cases in the classroom. And it's professors like her who, who make all the difference, who we talk about real issues. And we have different opinions, but how can we meet in the middle? How can we meet in the middle? How can we compromise with one another to find um, uh, the, the, where can we can get to the end, yes. right? And so um, Dr. Pretlow. Absolutely. And then what's that one thing that you want to leave behind that you say when they mention Jalen Jury? Yes. What's what is it that one thing you want them to mention of you? Is that uh, I truly have a sense of uh, wanting to do uh, whatever I can to empower folks at whatever that is in, in, in life. Um, I always say I want to do as much good to as many people as possible in any position that I'm in and wherever I am. And so I've tried to do that, and I hope that others um, have noticed that as well. Absolutely. I like to tell all my students, pay it forward, pay it back. Absolutely. And that way you'll always give and you'll never forget 
yes. you know what uh, what your mission and purpose is here. Service is the rent that we pay. Yes, for being here on this earth. You've been listening to Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Claville. Our community impact series, where we talked about one of the greatest institutions in the world that provides opportunities where we see the future in each and every one of you, none other than the Norfolk State University where we just graduated over 600 future leaders uh, that will make an impact in, t- in this world. And I've had a great opportunity here to speak with one of our great leaders that is going to go out and do phenomenal things, none other than Mr. Jalen Jury. Mr. Jury, thank you so much for being with us. I know you're going to do great. Yes. I know this institution has equipped you, and we're looking forward to see the impact that you're going to have. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Clavel. Absolutely. Well, once again, you can hear us every Sunday at 10 a.m. on WNSB Hot 91, the soul of VA. That does it for us. We'll see you again. Remember, this week, go out, be great, God bless, and we'll see you next Sunday.